Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, welcome to my good bad brain. This is a podcast about uh, mental health and being a person. Um, I've been. I'm going to do this thing. I started to try to do. I forget sometimes to read a review of the show uh, at the top of the episode because I guess promotion and for people who've never listened to go like see other people like this. But truly, um, I, I maybe I'll ask people even about messages that I receive because when I get a message from somebody that's positive and they're getting something on this podcast, man, it feels so fucking good because uh, <laughs> I that's why I I do it like is because I need to have some positive things some validation some encouragement uh, with my own brain and so I'm just going to share this so maybe it'll resonate with other people who would like something like this or, or who also get this there's I don't know it's kind of nice to feel like damn you're getting things out of the show that I'm getting out of the show which I, it sounds weird because I'm making the show but um, I don't know. I'm an artist. I've always been an artist. And so I know catharsis and sort of projected self and the idea of an avatar, the idea of a ritual sacrifice. I don't know. It makes sense to me, you know, that I try to be myself so other people can be themselves. And I try to be honest about how I struggle. So if other people also struggle, they know they're not the only ones doing it. And in this way, we can create uh, solidarity, <laughs> class, class consciousness, <laughs> you know? So anyway, this person let this review as a lay. Um, feels like listening to a very good friend i love this podcast so much it's so validating this is gonna make me cry fuck <clears throat> it's so validating to hear about his experience and those of his guests i love how it's formatted the interview episodes feel so organic and conversational his solo episodes are great too and help me have more positive self-talk and work through my feelings better i'm very grateful for his show and look forward to more episodes so Thank you so fucking much for leaving that there. Um, you also, if if you feel like uh, leaving, uh, you know, fucking reviews, it's really nice. It really helps. Uh, not just make me feel good. It helps people notice the podcast and grow it, which I like doing this. I do. And I, I feels good to be part of something good. And I'm going to shut up now. Uh, if you want to support the pod, check out patreon.com slash mygoodbadbrain. It really, really helps. And um, yeah. Okay. This one's, I ramble a lot in the internet. It's almost like a brain breather combined with an uh, interview. So... <laughs> Some of you will love it. Some of you will fucking hate it. All right. Here's the theme song. Bye. Welcome to my good, bad brain. I'm a normal person, so I'm insane. I've got depression and ADHD, but I'm doing better since I medicated me. I'm still not always sure whether I exist or what being a person even really is. But I figured out a long time ago that being alive is beautiful. Hello. <clears throat> Starting off with a throat clear. I turned the AC off for this. That means it's serious. 
that also hopefully will mean that I'll be less rambling than usual because it's hot. Summer has, I keep wanting to say spring has sprung, but it's summer really. We're really getting to summer in LA. Summer has some upon my face and we're all summing now. I'm summing, summoning, ah, whatever. Um, Guys, I'm really excited uh, to do uh, (laughs) Good Bad Brain. Officially, here we go, following up our first interview of the year, which is exciting of the second year. Um, you know, what's funny is prior to this, I was like, oh, I want to talk about, uh, I, I was, I felt like in the last couple of weeks, I had a few things I was going to be like brain breathers about. Um, this is just going to be a shortish intro, obviously shorter than usual because, because it is an interview app. It's a long app already. Um, but I was thinking, I, I thought throughout the last weeks, I've been having a lot of thoughts. I've been having a lot of experiences. It's been positive. And I was thinking, you know, throughout the week, I just have a sensation of remembering, like, this will be good for a brain breather. All oh, these are good. These are good thoughts. These are some wowers, you know? <laughs> People are going to dig these thoughts. Jared, you're going to be fucking wise. <laughs> Learning and wise. And then I sat here to uh, to do it because I kind of, it's just been the busiest few weeks I've had in my life. I just finished this uh, job that I pulled, I put like three all-nighters over the last week. And plus I had this like conference thing I had to, that I was volunteering at and and I got I've, I've got to go do a final exam for my I've been taking an extension class at UCLA, and uh, that's tonight. And it's just been nutty, just been uh, nutty. Plus, I injured my shoulder, and that's a bummer. And so, whatever, it could be a very bad time, but um, but it hasn't been. It's been positive. It's been busy, and I've been having all these thoughts. And so, as I sit here to try to make a pod, I was like, "Don't you? What is the interesting thoughts?" God, why can't I remember those inspiring thoughts? Why can't I remember anything insightful or wise or interesting to say? Why why are you such a why are you such a fake, Jarrett? What are you doing? What do you think you're doing with this podcast? What do you know about anything? You know? It's just really funny to sit there and be like, just draw this blank about like well, I'm gonna say something. And just also, though, because then you go like how fucking funny and embarrassing it is to go like, I'm gonna say something wise now. And then you start thinking, like, what kind of person? would you have to be like what kind of person is that who ends up being like i'm a wise person and i'm gonna go speak to people about how wise i am i'm gonna give them wise thoughts i don't know i just think that's really funny i don't know how people bring themselves to be motivational speakers and shit like that or priests you know who who like seem to have that opinion about it seem to have that point of view it's just so absurd to me that being said, I mean, the whole point of this podcast has been like, I do think we can just share things in like good faith. If we like share without an agenda, like what works for us or things that have helped us. And that's really nice. And I think that's always helpful and always welcome. And, you know, you can't, I think the difference baby between the two things is like how much attachment do you have to the outcome? How much attachment do you have to people's responses and getting credit for their responses and feeling some kind of like ego boost from their responses? And I think if you're like chasing that stuff, then you're probably in a bad fucking way anyway. It'd be pretty goddamn ironic to do a podcast about mental health and being a person and trying to connect with other people and just try to get stuff out of my own head for my own well-being and hold myself accountable to like positive practices. It'd be pretty funny to be doing all that stuff and then also just doing it so that people could tell me, wow, you're so smart or something like that. Wow, you, you're so, what are you fucking, Mar- what are you, Tony Robbins? Are you Marianne Williamson? You know? Um, uh, which is funny and I don't think what I want to be even if sometimes I think my body's like you should be doing that cultivate the brand try to present yourself more as somebody who is a thing and become a thing and write a thing and be a thing so you can like make money or something like that you know what I mean 
I had this thought like I was playing video games a few weeks ago with some my buddies, like my brothers and my buddies and just laughing. I was like, we should be streaming this. And then right after that, I was like, fuck, that's so crazy that like and I'm deep in it. Right. You know, I'm like, do it fucking influencer type stuff nowadays. I'm, I'm going to do a branded post, y'all. I mean, it's fucking nuts. But also I'm broke all the time. So you're like, well, you got to figure something out. You got to like, you know, survive in late stage capitalism. But that's the point. Is it like how funny is it to have this thought about like I'm doing something sheerly because I love it, because it brings me joy, connects me with people that I care about, because it helps my spirit or just feels like part of what I'm supposed to be doing in the universe or just what I want to be doing in the universe. And every moment of that, every single little piece and moment of that, I have to have the secondary thought and how can I make money off that? How can I earn myself a spot on this fucking plane? with that thing that currently has value that's its own, that's intrinsic and wonderful. How can I figure out how to sell stuff with that? Man, that's such a scary thought. And I think as I, I think this is something that I felt like I was going to share because it's been helping me in recent history. Like I've had, I have dry spells for sure with like work and things like that. When you do like weird freelance art stuff, like you know, acting and writing and producing and directing and editing and all these things, like you just go through dry spells and I, I still am like sometimes when you're in a situation where you have a weird kind of job where you just find go job to job like you somehow a job happened and then it leads you to know somebody else or work with the same people when that stops when there's nothing there you're like wait how do I get a job I didn't go to college and I don't really have a re- it takes me I had to like been cutting reels and resumes and trying to like be a somebody who puts myself out there more which is a whole nother thing I could do a thing about but I think a little bit besides the point to like what I felt like I wanted to share, but like how challenging that is, like how there's no blueprint, there's no roadmap. And I really, you know, I managed to survive to a certain degree throughout my life and certainly have been helped by family sometimes, just like my family's very close. My brother lives downstairs. I mean, we all kind of like help each other out. We have to, I've had friends help me and I've been privileged enough at times to be able to help them back. And I think that's kind of how we're supposed to live is all helping each other when we can, you know, like, to each according to their need and from each according to their strength, you know, kind of a thing, their capability. I really think that. Anyway, the point is, I think you can get a bad rap when you're not working, that like you get this feeling. And I think it's a combination of uh, sort of puritanical American stuff. And for me, like Protestant, Presbyterian, whatever upbringing and Midwestern sort of ideas and German peasant stuff and, and German aristocrat stuff and like whatever. But also... Just this society, this is capitalism. If you're not paying for your moment-to-moment existence, if you're not figuring out how to earn for that, then what are you worth? And you're probably fucking lazy. And if you weren't lazy, you just like get a job. And that like, why don't you just want to work? And that's so sad to think about. Like that's so fucking terrible. Because I really think I've realized, I mean, because having some jobs to do the last few weeks, even though they're tiring, are so satisfying for me. I think everybody's built differently, you know? I've realized that... um I'm a bit of a working dog, you know, different breeds of dogs, some breeds like huskies and whatever that tend to have jobs, shepherd dogs, you got to give them a job, you got to give them something to do, even if it's just in play, like even just like fetching and things like that, because it works on their instincts and they won't be happy, they won't be satisfied if they don't have a job. And I found, you know, for me, I'm really built that way. When I don't have a job, I, I go a little nuts. I love contributing to projects. I love being part of other people's things. I love having a place to show up. What I don't love is doing all that stuff and feeling like 
I'm still desperate at the end of it because they don't pay you enough or you're or you're not respected and nobody gives a shit about you at all as a person or what you're contributing and there's no like sense of community in it. There's just a sense of like, I don't know, do you ever get that feeling from your boss that like they want you to feel like you should say thank you? Thank you. Like they're giving you a gift when they give you your paycheck. Not that you earned it, not that it's yours, not it's that it's your share for like what you've done that you, you know, are owed that respect as a person. And, you know, I have a lot of weird issues with money for sure. I, I, I tend to like have a very bad instinctive feeling about it. But I think people think that there's some entitlement in people who are sort of leftist minded and have younger generations and creative minded that are entitled to um, money or something like that, that you're entitled to this thing. And I, I fucking really want to stop making entitlement sound like a bad word, letting people tell us that it's a bad word. Because I just want to say, like, you are entitled to respect and to safety and to a space of your own and to the sovereignty of your person and your opinion. You are entitled to that. You're entitled to feel comfortable, quite frankly. You can be comfortable in discomfort. That's a nuanced sort of thing, and I could split hairs about it. I think it's good to be uncomfortable sometimes. I really do. But it's something that you should be choosing to do, always. That you choose to put yourself in a position to be vulnerable and to be exposed and to have people who will help you be uncomfortable so you can become a better version of yourself if that's what you want. But that idea that you should, A, feel guilty for feeling entitled, bullshit. Bullshit. You can't tell people that they should have self-respect and then also, you know, fuck you for being entitled at the same time. And two, like this idea, I mean, it's Pride Month, you know? And not to like... I, I was thinking about it. My my, I'm not gay. I'm definitely like a cis straight white guy by the easiest definitions. That's just that's just who I am. But pride is so important because, I mean, as we're offered more and more language to understand ourselves, I I don't feel like I need to performatively talk about like being gender queer or anything like that. But for my whole life, I've really struggled with like what being a male is and if I feel like a male or not and things. I personally know that I'm not trans in the sense that like, I, I don't feel strongly that I need to change my physical body. I know that my journey and my personal one is that I'm supposed to be in this one. That's what I'm supposed to do. The negotiation between these feelings and stuff is is mine. And that is fine. And also just politically, there's no need to talk more about this. But it is so fucking hard to be yourself. It is so fucking hard to feel okay just being alive for I think everyone and I think honestly I mean part of my life's work might end up being like you know a little bit of a straight white guy outreach or something like that at some level because it fucking I don't like it but I also think they'll murder a lot of people if we don't do something to speak to these people because they also don't feel good being themselves. And if you don't feel good by them being yourself and you have a certain mix of chemicals and a culture around you, that's like, you know, it's a good fix for that. Uh, violence and power and um, disrespecting other people, making them feel small so you can feel big and aggression and violence and, and just winning, dominating other people so that you can be sure that you exist. That's really bad. That's a bad system that we live under. And I think, unfortunately, like the nature of capitalism is like, you know, current stuff that's out there kind of tells you like and if you're in a marginalized uh role in society then you know how it's gonna work you're gonna emancipate yourself through the same thing you also gotta be a bad bitch and you just gotta make money and be successful and then you can be the one dominating and you can be the one on top and no one can tell you shit and blah blah, blah. and i i frankly think that's very sad 
uh, state of things, this feeling that that's our only way out and that feeling that like you're having a wonderful time doing something pure with your friends. Like, and you, then you think like, oh, I better, uh, I should twi- twitch, we should twitch this so we can make some <laughs> money off of it or something, you know? Um, I mean, I'm going off. I'm just having a lot of thoughts, but I'm feeling very positive because I think we're like told we're supposed to be in one camp or the other, or that we're one thing or the other. And I think pride is okay to feel in yourself and in your works and these things that you do. And that tends to be associated with like a sort of like conservative mindset. But then if you take pride in the sense of like just for being yourself, then it's considered very liberal. And conservative people are like, what are you proud of, snowflake? You know, I mean, it's so absurd. Like people are talking about the same value, you know? They tell you like, don't be entitled. You think you're entitled to minimum, but to more minimum wage. You think you're entitled to the, to this life. Like if that's true, then you should be better. Don't don't be a fucking wage slave. Be smarter. Be harder, and that's what you'll do. When obviously that's not true. And the only way that you would get out of that sort of situation in our current society is by quote unquote being entitled, being having the self respect uh, that though as they understand it, which is one of being like I I'm matter more than anybody else, and I'm gonna fucking do this thing and play this game and beat this game. And no one, I don't think anyone should have it demanded upon them to do that and this i guess is political or whatever but from the beginning you i mean if you're listening to this podcast you know like there's no fucking difference politics and philosophy and society and your mental well-being there's no fucking difference okay and for some of us out here i mean look at our goddamn planet look at the state of things look at what you're told you're supposed to believe and you're supposed to feel and how you're supposed to be trapped and where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to just deal with and overcome, like that is how are we're all fucking sad, right? We're all crazy. We're all manifesting like insomnia and ADHD and depression and anxiety. Like on some level, so many of us are. Anyway, I think it's okay to be proud of yourself, whoever you are. You know. I think it's okay to feel like pride is important, respecting yourself, because I really do think respecting yourself allows you to respect others. And if you don't respect yourself, it's very hard to respect others. I used to have this really silly joke. It's like, I I don't know, I'm a mix of weird things, but I was saying if I met somebody and I knew that I could capture, kill, and begin eating them within five minutes if it came down to it, I couldn't trust them <laughs> because then I was like, how do I know who they're going to be in a crisis? How do I know if they're going to back me up or if they're going to cut and run because they're scared? I need somebody who's like brave, who's going to be brave with me, who's going to also be out there ready to support each other and isn't going to flee if things get scary. And I know that's like a, that's glib and that's silly and I tend to like, you know, be full of bombast and whatever, but like, I really think that. How can you trust somebody's love if they don't love themselves? I don't mean that to be harsh. I I don't, there's, that's a complicated thing. Someone said to me once, like, I came to understand this idea of self-love as like, it's not thinking you're so great. It's not narcissism. It's not wishing you can make out with yourself. It's not having a crush on yourself. That's not what self-love is. Self-love just means that you have a place inside of yourself that you set aside and keep fertile for love, to hold love in and let it grow. Because otherwise, hate will take place there. And if you have no fertile ground for love to live, anybody who tries to give it to you, you will poison it and you will destroy it. It will not take root. You won't even feel it because you can't hold it. You haven't cultivated self-love, a love inside of yourself. And when you can do that, then suddenly 
you can receive from other people. And when you can receive from other people, you can really give back to them. If you don't have a self-love inside of you, you don't have a place for the love to be held, I think this is my experience. I'm talking for myself. You know, I, I get uh, in my poetic use often I talk about myself in the third person and sometimes, you know, you and he and stuff like that just because it helps me uh, observe myself. And if you don't have that, you, you just can become this black hole. doesn't matter what people dump in you. And then that entitlement stuff, that's where that bad name comes from. You know, you'll just suck and suck and suck because nothing will ever be enough. And people around, you know, some people, their illness is that they like to drain themselves of, of any amount of love also. They like to be part of that. To try to save people won't happen. And you'll find each other. And it'll be sad and, and tough and you'll always be angry and you'll always be uncomfortable and you'll always be tired. And you'll always be just so mad and frustrated and feel so alone. And I'm not saying like self-love will just make you feel unalone overnight, but I think it helps. And I think that might be part of why I like working jobs so much, why it just feels good to have a job, even if it's part of something that's not personally super important to you, but you respect the people that you're involved with or you like them or you're just grateful for the opportunity to work on something for fair wages and uh, respectful attitude is because it allows you anytime I have been waiting for someone to come show up for me because I felt so alone. I was so, oh, what's, why is this bad feeling I have? How am I going to fix it? Anytime. It, it never happened. They never show up. But if I have taken that moment and shown up for somebody else, it doesn't matter what it is. It can be making somebody, it could be taking somebody a sandwich. It could be taking somebody a snack. It could be helping somebody with a chore. It could help fold laundry. It could help clean up a little bit in their house. It could just do, take them a coffee in the morning. Just surprise them with a coffee. Like anything. Just showing up for other people. Calling friends, see if they're working on anything. Yeah, you got anything? You want help with anything? You working on anything? You want to like work on a project together? Anything. You will start to feel healed because you're not taking the energy and you're pouring it out and it has this weird nature of like once you start pouring love out of yourself care out of yourself it has this quality of like of like flushing the pipes or something and it can't sit stagnant in there that like self-hate that loathing it just can't you're just mo you're in movement your hands are busy your mind is busy your heart is busy your focus goes outwards and suddenly like you forget you start to forget you start to feel better and you're cultivating this space for love in you just by giving it to other people, just trying to show up for other people. And it feels a little relevant to this conversation today <laughs> with my friend Kat Foster, who's this wonderful actress. And I met a long time ago. She reached out to me through Instagram. <clears throat> I don't know how she found me, but she just thought some of my stuff resonated. And we started hanging out. And we have this friendship that, has, that is a friendship defined by cool conversations. And that's the best way I can describe it. That like... It's this, fr it's this friendship that is like, it's always about spirituality and religion and acting. And I did her podcast uh, a couple weeks ago and it came out this week. It's called Acting Real with Kat Foster. And she gets wonderful actors on there, actors and actresses. And I, I, I just say actors. I, just, I feel like it's become a gender neutral thing. But um, really, really wonderful ones, like big ones. And, and, then, I, and then she had me on, which was an honor. Um, the, the idea of the podcast is, sorry. <laughs> ASMR now. ASMR clearing my, my post-nasal drip. Um, and then me. So the, the idea of the podcast is that 
how do you how does acting this weird pseudo spiritual practice of pretending you're other people living other lives uh, which I always felt was ironic that it seems so self obsessive but it's obsessed with the experiences of other people of what it means to be a human of seeing how they work and doing what they do and kind of acting it out and repeating it and feeling it so you can try other things and try to get at this question it's like very ritual it's very magical and um you talk about how acting practices, how you use them in your real life for your spirituality and your psychology and you know mental health, well-being, whatever. Like, how does it affect your real life? How do you use acting in your real life? And it's really interesting. There's, it, I highly recommend listening to it and definitely listen to this week's episode because we did a double episode where we just recorded back to back. Go listen to hers first. Again, it's called Acting Real with Kat Foster. And then come listen to this where I talk to her. And the stuff I was just talking about feels relevant. Uh, I don't know, somehow, I didn't plan on it, but there's this thing that struck me where we talk about, um, in the, in the answer to like what's dark about you, she talks about narcissism and narcissistic tendencies and ability to slip into that. And she has, I, I'm going to spoil it a little bit, she has this idea that I've never heard and I was like, this is, that's very good, that often narcissism you get away with it because it's self-hatred, because you think, oh, I'm, I'm thinking bad thoughts about myself, that can't be narcissism, I'm just thinking about how bad I am. But if you think bad things about yourself, and she was saying that it had to do with also then looking outwards and seeing other people who are better than you and wishing that you were be- that you're so bad and they're so good and they're so cool and you're so bad, and that if you're doing that, there's the only people you see are yourself in relation to these people you think are above you, but all the rest of humanity who you think is they don't even register, they're not part of your worldview at all. And that is the insidious nature of this like self-hatred, this obsession of this thing that you put above you necessarily blinds you to the experience and the existence of all these other beings, these sovereign beings. And I really think like that is the core tenet, that is the core leap of faith of being a good person in my estimation is just do you believe other people exist? Do you believe them when they tell you? Do you believe they are having sovereign experiences that are valuable and full of dreams and full of fears and full of like wonders and confusion? Do you believe them? I heard I heard that uh, recently I was watching, I've been watching more like leftist YouTube. There's some wonderful stuff with the ContraPoints and Philosophy Tube. And there's this one about transphobia on Philosophy Tube. And they they pointed this thing out that is so mind-blowing and I, 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 I'm sorry to sound so you know, dumb cishat white guy to say this, but the fact that the nature of that conversation is one of questioning whether people standing in front of you saying they exist, <laughs> the nature of the quote-unquote argument, the debate, is whether or not they exist. And they're standing there telling you, I exist, and you go, I don't know about that. If you're one of the people who's not sure, you know? <laughs> and how fucking insane that is. How absurd and cruel to me. Um, so anyway, that was fascinating. And I just always love talking to Kat. She's a recent mother, which was so, I mean, that's so interesting to me. I politically and philosophically have a lot of thoughts about like having children and whatever and my own personal attachment to it but there's no getting around the profundity of of new life there just isn't of like a fucking being existing that didn't exist before um 
Although, if I was really going to get existential on you, I'd say that, you know, that being always existed and always will exist and always is going to exist and right now is eternity and prior and before. And that's all an illusion. I just heard, man, I heard this fucking amazing conversation on, um, is on the recent Chapo Trap House with Alan Moore, who's a comics book writer, but also was like a ritual magician for a long time. And there's this thought, I guess, he presented, which is that like, everything exists already like all you your whole life before and after and it exists eternally and you're just going to do it over and over forever and that time is like the light through the celluloid that gives us the illusion that an image is moving that there that the image that you watch when you see a movie when it flips around the zootrope goes to the film strip you are not seeing real movement you are seeing hundreds and thousands of millions of separate little frames and your brain says it's moving, it's happening, it's going like this in one direction, it's moving, it's alive. It's not. It's a lot of still images that you're putting together. And that idea that like we are the film strip and we are eternal and we exist in this crystalline existent thing forever and ever and always. And that time is this light and machine of the, of the film flipping through and creates this illusion of movement. Oh, it's very beautiful to me. It's very beautiful to me. Um, there was one quote at the end of that that I was just going to share because it's like, it broke me a little bit in this like beautiful way. I, I, I retweeted it several times and sorry, I don't know how to turn the goddamn discord beepy boop sound off, but at the end of the podcast, he goes, correlate all the contents of your mind and the knowledge that's available to you and do not flee. And for the people who listen to this podcast, the people who have reached out to me, the kinds of people who listen to this podcast who are sensitive and strong because of that sensitivity, um, I find that very beautiful and I find that very profound and I find it very important to say that bravery and pride and strength can look very different. And we have a very toxic narrative that we're raised with of what that looks like. It usually has to be combative. It usually has to be one or the other, strength or sensitivity. And I, if there's one thing jujitsu has taught me and any kind of fighting martial art, it's that sensitivity makes you stronger. Sensitivity makes you able to listen and be present and make smart decisions and make the right decision in the moment, even when it's very scary. And we are living in this very strange time where there's so much knowledge and light available to us. There's so much awareness and presence that can feel very blotted out by people who uh, are very much in denial and very angry and very afraid and very their own thing. Very, very much so. Their own hurt thing. And there is the chance that we can enter another dark age, you know? Another time, it's happened before in civilization, or we go backwards in progress and technology. And this idea of this tipping point is something I've heard about since I was a little kid, that this is, this is the age that this is going to happen, that this is, this is the time when humans get to decide and get to make a choice together about where we're going to go. And it kind of feels like that every day. And for the people who listen to this podcast, the people who are sensitive and do have a little bit of fucked up brains and who struggle with it and aren't sure about who they are and uh, what they are or what any of it is or what the point is sometimes or if they're valuable or what they have to offer or if they should even have to worry about that value, why don't they feel entitled to just be okay, who don't even know if they exist, the derealization, the depersonalization, the leaving, the fucking absolute panic and anxiety of it. I would just implore you people to think about that thing, to look at all that you've overcome and been and where you are now, to correlate all the contents of your mind and the knowledge that's available to you, and do not flee. 
Stand your fucking ground, you know? Anyway, thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be doing my Good Bad Brains again. I'm feeling alive, and um, I a lot of that is due to you wonderful, wonderful people. Thank you. Here we go. Listen to this great conversation with me and my dear, dear friend, Cat Foster. Now you're on my Are podcast. Rolling? Are we yeah. rolling? Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Hi. Welcome to my good bad brain. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> this is Cat Foster. I'm not gonna even. I don't have to interview. I'm cut introduce you. I don't need to do that. Is it weird that um that like I'm not in like where do you guys normally roll? No, I do it. Record? I I change it Anywhere? around. Like oh, okay. it depends on the person. Lately, I've been if they come to my house, I just record right into my computer. It's easier through like audition. Like, you know, am I getting the Adobe? full my good bed brain experience so. by doing well, it? What or? is the experience? I don't know. <laughs> Indeed. I, I think when it started, I think it was it did have a little bit of experience because I would just like I have a little H4N and two mics and I just mm-hmm. go wherever. And uh, you know, so sometimes it was a weird little. And I think I've liked some of the ones that we do like in my living room and I, you know, sometimes like light incense and be like, here we nice. are. But uh, lately, not really. Lately, <laughs> it's just like, whatever, wherever. what works for everybody, I'll come wherever <laughs> you come here. Um, no, but it's uh, so it's weird because we've already been doing this for a couple hours, I, I guess. Yeah, because you just did my podcast, Acting yeah, Real with Cat Foster. It doesn't fucking feel weird. It doesn't, it doesn't feel, feel weird. that weird. I mean, we're just like carrying on a combo. Yeah. We just talked for like a solid like hour and a half. Long time. Long time. It's gonna be too long. I'm it's sorry. it's that's okay. No, we're into it. And but, then yeah. we took a little break. Yeah. Yeah. So now had some food. Where'd you mine? I Great. guess. I don't know. So here's mine. Okay, yeah. But see it's weird because I I'm explaining it to you while I'm here. That's okay. This doesn't matter. You don't have to explain it. No, you know, you get it. We yeah. have good bad brain. We have yeah. good bad brains. Yeah. Uh and I'm gonna introduce you more, but this is Kat Foster and Hi. we just did your acting podcast. <laughs> um since I'm trying this new format of just starting with the six quick cues, we'll just kick off with it Great. and say, what's your stuff? Which is like, have you ever been diagnosed with any mental stuff like illness or disorder? I just don't like those words uh, anymore because totally they fine. don't feel super accurate all the time. Even though I also, you know, like people are like really sensitive about words and they're like, sometimes they'll be like, don't say crazy. It's ableist and stuff. And I totally respect it's that. It's what? Ableist? Ableist. Yeah, like making fun of people with mental disorders. Like, hey, that's oh, a handicap. Ableist. How dare you? Oh, I, but yeah. I thought, okay, got it. I was just trying to think. Yeah. I, I got confused for a second. Like, right. is there another word for crazy that's more? I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess it would be specific. It's like, are you depressed or something yeah, like yeah. that or No, whatever. I thought there was maybe like somebody was like, it's not, don't call people yeah. crazy. Now we say they're blah, blah, well, blah. Well, I know that people say like, don't say dumb because dumb used to be like deaf and dumb and that you're actually Yeah, no one should say crazy. I, I get, well, I don't. I, the worst thing is when someone calls me crazy. Sure. That doesn't mean no one sure. should say crazy. Everybody yeah. should say crazy. I mean, like, I just think I like a reverence and I like yeah, language sure. that's like flexible. So for me personally, as a crazy person, crazy I feel spine. comfortable. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Am so, I crazy? Have I been diagnosed crazy? as crazy? Have no. you? I am. Cra- I find myself crazy. Yeah. Um, but no, I've not been diagnosed with anything. I have been in therapy since I was 15, um, which and I'm 40. Well, that's almost 41. That's the second question. So we'll just tie them together. Like, oh, have sorry. you tried anything or done anything? Yes. Yeah, so, it's fine. It's a fluid. Yeah. I've like tried and done like kind of everything. I mean, I remember one time I went to a, like a shaman person. No, no, no. This was for like chakra healing and he cut a lime over my body. What? Oh, I always remember that. It feels like the like yeah. one, maybe the most crazy. Like did he spritz you with lime? He cut. He said, can I cut a lime over your body? And I said, sure. What, do? <laughs> what is the cutting lime? I, I think it was like to de- to remove like a spiritual, like a, okay. like a negative force. Did it By the way, I'm not help? even fucking. Ma- no, that particular one didn't help that much. But like I do stuff like that all the time. I think right. every. By the way, I believe in everything. Like it did something. 
You know what it I mean? It did do something. It did something. It, it definitely you know, was changing in some way. For sure. Like it, it wasn't like I never think it was like a waste no. of money or it something. It released you know some I mean? uh, citrus oils uh, no matter what. It did yeah, that. Yeah, something. <laughs> Aromatherapy. Or, or, or it just made me be like, oh, that's interesting. Like somebody felt right. like that they were working on me in this way. And then it yeah. also made me be like, what am I fucking doing? Like I was just like in this random dude's yeah. house, like mid city yeah, that I right. found him on the internet. Right. Like, do you, you read Neil Gaiman books like <laughs> Sandman or American Gods or um, No, I haven't, but I'm familiar with his. Yeah. His, yeah. I really love his stuff. But mm -hmm. one of the reasons is because I think he does the best. Uh, well, in the popular whatever, he does a really good job of Making you feel like you still live in a time where folktales exist. Well, he wrote that book about the dead people, right? Yes. Yes. He, I think a I few of that. those. No, Never about the people in the graveyard. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The graveyard book, I think, have actually book. been called. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. But, I read that But one. that that feeling, that like Alice in Wonderland feeling mm -hmm. about like your city, though, and being like, oh, yeah, no, sorcerers are real and they live yeah. in mid-city. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, where else are you going to live yeah. now? Yeah. There's no more cottages in the woods. Yeah. So uh, really, I like love that. I know. And I think, well, probably because we're both like actors too, there's like, mm -hmm. there's something, there's some like medicinal effect of like the power of story around us. And like, mm -hmm. and I think because, do you think like, why do you think magic is real? Well, I don't think in ma here, I just, a lot of people say, like some people are like, well, don't you think it's just the power of suggestion that it worked or whatever, like the placebo effect? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't really distinguish. Like yeah, to me, right? it doesn't matter. Potato, I don't care. Potato. It, yeah, it's like the same thing. Whether it's because yeah. it's a placebo effect or because it was quote unquote real, like it doesn't matter. Yeah. There was still like some effect. Yes. You know? Yeah. Was, I don't need to be like right about anything. Yeah. Or, there was, um, there was like, I don't know, I think that's because I think people like do often, I think about this on this podcast a lot where I, I just, the thought I have a lot of time I say is, uh, does it serve me? Where mm -hmm. magical thinking may be very easy to criticize from especially a sociopolitical standpoint and, uh, you know, like, well, don't tell somebody to fucking manifest their way out of wage slavery, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. sort of bullshit. Yeah. Um, and it's part of this like libertarian capitalist fantasy that doesn't exist, like pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah. Like, no, acknowledge what's real. Mm -hmm. But also I think like I've spent so much time living there mm -hmm. that I needed to enter a place of going like, okay, that's true also, mm -hmm. but could this other thing also be true? And if that one was true, I would feel better and be better at being myself. If I like changed my thoughts to, instead of being like, oh, nothing, like like acting, we'll just keep it at that, like we just did that thing. I, for the longest time, had this thing of like, dude, it's so fucking arbitrary. Auditions I work my ass off for, I learn mm -hmm. a lot, I'm so good. Uh, you know, don't, you never hear yeah, from yeah. again. And then when you like shit out and barely look at the lines, they're like, you're amazing, let's give yeah, it to you. Yeah. That you just sort of go like, so nothing makes sense. Why would I ever fucking yeah. try? And that is as true as when I put myself, full self yep. behind something and want something and care about it, it's a better, it's better. Yeah. Why not just pick the I one that serves me like more? It's all true. Right. Like I say this and and like I think people get mad at me and maybe there's a reason to get mad at me, but I'm kind of like I believe in everything. I mean, like I don't believe in things that cause suffering, but otherwise I believe in. You mean you don't everything. like endorse. like I, like I don't care like like um, I'm not a fundamentalist. Right? right. So like I don't believe like in things that feel like I believe in evolution. OK, mm -hmm. but like I I I don't. Like, I don't, um, I don't, I, I believe in the possibility that almost anything happened. Uh -huh. And I, and I don't, and I don't feel such a need to like, um, to like, 
prove that something happened or yeah. not. Like I just kind of casually believe in everything. And then, you know, like if it doesn't serve me, it causes suffering for me or somebody else, mm-hmm. then I then I stop believing in it. Now you could argue that like every belief causes suffering to somebody. Sure. I mean, I guess you could say that. But like I think that there's probably there, – it's less relativistic. Like there's probably some beliefs that cause more suffering well, than other beliefs. Well, that's probably definitely And then there's some assholes that cause more suffering. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I had this thought during that. And I was like, what do you think about this? I was thinking like – I mean, having I reference, don't know. Now like, I regret everything. No, 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 I no, no. Well, well like, I don't are, believe in guns. Do I don't sure. believe in guns. You don't believe in that? Well, no, I guess that's a weird thing. I, I, I don't believe that we should all, I don't believe in the second, I don't believe that we right. should all, we should all. This is, you know, I was just thinking about this literally yesterday because we're, we're recording this, I guess it's May 10th mm-hmm. and May 9th. I, you know, my friend uh, brought this to my attention and I just went down this uh, YouTube or not YouTube, internet hole, whatever. Yeah. Do you know, uh, two cent, uh, Louverture is no. He was uh, oh yeah. You I, saw, I put it on my yeah. Instagram, you yeah. put it on your Instagram. Uh, he uh, he was this Haitian yeah. uh, born a slave yeah. And uh, through the the story's wild when you read it. It's not just like a black and white thing. It's like he was probably freed when he was like a teenager and given a job uh, on the plantation that like he was actually salaried and he was mm-hmm. and he actually owned his own slaves and stuff like that. And what ended up happening though was like he used all of this opportunity, this chance within this weird vile system to gain his own money and gain political prowess and gain military training and use it to violently overthrow Saint Domingue, which was the French colony where there mm. was slave owning colony, mm-hmm. and they killed all those fucking people yeah. who were slave owners, and they also killed some. Uh, well, not necessarily him, probably him too, but like after he was betrayed, it was when the whole revolution mm-hmm. really finished out. Yeah. So, but the, but like my point is violent, violent revolution. Yeah. That um it was for a good thing. Which I mean. Yes, some yeah, good people I guess died what, in I, it. I don't mean here's what I like sorry, I have to just distinguish this a little bit. I it's not I believe in everything. I also Whoops. have opinions. Like uh, beliefs and opinions, I guess, are probably different. I believe that everything is exists. Is that a thing to say? I believe that everything exists. I believe that magic is real. I believe that people okay. like, you know, move things from across the planet. Like I believe that that God right. exists. I also believe that there's probably maybe a world where God doesn't exist. I mm-hmm. believe God is like a, per- a person in the sky. I also believe God is a tree. Yeah. Like I just th- I don't really feel any need to like decide what is real. I believe in everything. Okay. Well, I wonder then wh- why. Why? I mean, because uh, I'm uh, two things. Is that because uh, you said I've got stuff. I've tried everything. So is the fact that you believe in anything and you aren't sure like I'm it's resonating with me because a thing I have is like struggling to think that I'm real or anything's real. And sometimes I look mm. lose the threat of things. Mm-hmm. So is your sort of omni faith, your om- like omni belief thing, mm-hmm. is that a coping mechanism or is that the it's, thing you're trying mo- to cope with? It's more or is it coping. Ma- it's more just like I don't it's more that like. Um, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's more that like I believe in everything and nothing. <laughs> Do you know? Mm-hmm. Like like I believe everything is real just as real as anything else. Right. And so like it's a way I guess of uh, it's a shorthand way of bypassing a conversation that I find a, a, uh just like sort of a an indulgence. Like the conversation you wanna, like is this real or does this exist or not? Yeah, like I I, I don't know the point of that conversation. Okay. What's it's the a, conversation? It's a fine. Yes. To me the conversation is like what how do we feel okay how do you feel how do i feel how can we all feel better right um and like like yeah like how do we do that right i think there is like starts to be like 
I think you're really getting at like the truth of what people are. Yeah, it's like I'm always like looking for a way to get out of like the debate, uh, right? Like the intellectual debate of something mm -hmm. because like our brains are very smart we can convince ourselves of anything we can usually convince we can convince others a lot you know and we can ourselves be convinced mm -hmm. it's like there's a lot of convincing going on whether yeah. we're convincing ourselves or convincing someone else or being convinced or whatever and it's like it's it's sort of like we can everything is right and everything is wrong. Yeah. And like, and I, and I do like, I, you know, it's also scary because, and this is where the suffering thing comes in. It's like the, the, it's, that's not exactly true. Like things that cause suffering are more wrong than things that don't. I agree with, you know, I agree with that. So well, I think, yeah, because then you might get to like, yeah, because I don't think, yeah, suffering becomes a slippery concept because like hardship, it can be good, but we're talking about a different thing. No, like, yeah, I'm talking about, about suffering, like yeah. cruelty, like cruelty, suffering. I mean, I guess I'm talking about um, I'm not talking about like casual, like suffering because you don't want to like, you know, I'm not talking about like 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 rich white people suffering like right. sadness or even for, like perseverance I mean, through like a hardship a bad like thing or, i don't know like i i'm i i'm talking about real fucking suffering I'm talking what about human suffering? suffering pain physical like people people being trapped um, in prison yeah. not being able to have meet their funda basic fundamental human needs yeah. of shelter sustenance right um i uh think it's I, I think about this a lot but i think it's interesting just by the way shelter sustenance connection yeah. i mean like somebody like being alone for yeah. their whole life in isolation like i mean th this is these things cause suffering right. things causing suffering of any kind that is wrong you know that is yeah. wrong there was a time in my life where i was like what who knows what's right or wrong but like no 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 this is like a definition that i feel comfortable with if it causes suffering yeah. we can call it wrong we can just say that that yes. is a wrong thing well how do you or do you i don't know how do you cope then with like like here's the thing i have a problem with yeah is um i live in america mm -hmm. and uh the whole lifestyle of america even at like pretty much not the poorest level but like you know is um sustained by killing a lot of brown people in the middle east mm -hmm. so how do you and that's not just the republicans they're not the you know mm -hmm. obama extended the extrajudicial killing program of drones and stuff beyond anybody else yeah, no, there's so, so all much. of us so like politics right like we yeah. like loved obama because he felt good mm -hmm. he was cool and he was well spoken mm -hmm. and he was like a good seeming person and he cried about dead children mm -hmm. and it's like it feels good mm -hmm. but then you're like but in practicality what he's part of might feel good like neoliberal stuff feels good the rhetoric i felt good about the hillary stuff mm -hmm. and then when she lost and the whole thing happened i felt like wait what the fuck was i thinking like mm -hmm. she's the one who presided over selling all those like billions of dollars of uh, jets to saudi arabia that they're using to do genocide in yemen mm -hmm. so i'm like where do you track feel good into like good good well, I don't. I mean, like, that's part of the point is like, uh -huh. I'm always working to get out of the conversation of good, good and into the conversation of feel good. <laughs> like, I don't want, I don't, uh, we can all make something good, good or bad, bad. And, and we, and that perspective can change. Like one day this thing seems good. Hillary yeah. seemed good, good. And she then suddenly you're like, actually, she's kind of bad, bad or good, bad or bad, good or well, I whatever. I think what's difficult is you, is you. Like as soon as we get into that conversation of yeah. like trying to label and nail things to like a post, then we're, we're, we're missing out on some humanity. Yeah. Yeah. I think like that, that, uh, 
to me, I was thinking about recently, like it's ironic that the term freedom and like liberty has been hijacked by this by like libertarians, mm -hmm. which like real freedom mm -hmm. is like is like the knowledge that you can do whatever you want with your life and yourself and you'll still have housing and you'll still have food and you'll still have medicine mm -hmm. and you'll be free to express yourself and be who you are without fear of somebody beating you up and killing you. Mm -hmm. Like that's real freedom. Yeah. And that might require half of everyone's paycheck. Yeah. That might require no billionaires. Yeah. Freedom, yeah. it should not be considered the freedom that like if you are a billionaire, you can do whatever the fuck you want to people. Like that's not real freedom. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that seems to be like where it's gone. So I don't know what you were saying well, about well, like. Well, real freedom. I, yeah, I think I think kind of maybe what you're saying, but also where I take that is like real freedom is something that every is a state of being. It's not about. um Right. Fuck that gets so fucking dangerous. It does. Like, I know what you mean. It does. But real. I mean, I, I think. Ideally, we could we can have all the things that you just listed mm -hmm. and still be jailed by our own fucking That's minds. True. That's true. It, or we can be, uh, you know, in we cannot have a lot of the things that you just said and feel amazingly free. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a, a possible way we can inhabit that state of being without necessarily like in a prison cell, like mm -hmm. fucking Nelson Mandela. Right. Although I don't know, you know, I'd have to read yeah. more Nelson. Well, so just you know, focusing back yeah. down a little bit to you, yeah. like why. Why is this a thing for you? Why? Is, like, what? What was? Why did you? Did you need to like figure out how to feel good? Did no, you feel I think unfree? the reason it's a thing for me. <laughs> the reason it's a thing for me is that like my tendency is to like, you know, like try to get really fucking smart about everything and like try to know everything. Right. Right. Like I want to like know. I I've been in therapy since I was fifteen, so I want to like know. Can I ask shit. why you first went? Like what made yeah, you get so, there? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So yeah. I mean, so many things. So, okay, yeah. Um, I guess the thing that landed me in therapy at, at 15 primarily was that, like, that was, like, right around the time that my dad came out of the closet as gay and he and my mother divorced. Okay. Um, and my mom was living with this dude who was a deadhead and who fix, fixed um, vans in our front yard. Um, and I hated him. And I was, like, desperately ashamed of that and I um um and I was so fucking angry at my mother and I also kind of idealized my father but then also like he uh was gay and like I wanted him to think I was pretty but he wanted me to wear a tuxedo to my prom I mean do you know what I mean like there was a lot of stuff yeah. happening I also like um I had uh started having sex hella too young like at like 13 I lost mm. my virginity to like an 18 year old and mm. I was like essentially like living at his house like having sex with an 18 year old yeah. and I did not really want to be but I felt like I couldn't I didn't want to live at my mom's house with this like weird uh, car fixing dude and I didn't I couldn't really live at my dad's house because he was like having sex with this other dude and they were like you know sort of out and about doing stuff so like sort of my world like kind of came a little crashing down at 13 but that's not totally accurate because in reality my world was never that stable my parents fought every single day of my entire life yeah and uh you know my mother had a nervous breakdown when i was 10 years old mm. surrounding aids like she thought everyone had aids she wouldn't let me wow. sleep in my friends houses because she thought i would get aids when you were like by using their razors like when i was like 10 
So that was like before your dad came out and stuff. That was before my dad came out. Totally. Was so it like was like this weird, yes, yeah. totally like a w interesting, like unconscious prescient kind of yeah. situation. Of yeah. Like that of the time too. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it was the eighties. Yeah. So it feels, okay. Well, that so yeah, all stuff. of that stuff so kind of landed like, me in therapy. And then like, as I've like continued in therapy, I mean, it was nice stuff. Like I feel very disconnected sometimes. Mm. Like I feel like I have a really hard time, like just like loading into like, you know, uh, like depending on someone or being mm. depended on or just connecting like all like all like 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 people will want to be my friend or it seems like that and then like I won't return their talk calls or texts for like a year mm -hmm. <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. and then I'll be like I'm so lonely <laughs> like where are my friends yeah. you know um or then or like someone will reach out genuinely and I'll be like oh god like they're gonna need me <laughs> You know right, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like just like my mom needed me and I don't have to take care of them. Oh. Or and then you want to like get away from that. Yeah. And then happens. I feel like lonely. And then like what I'm so there's that. I also deal with some like narcissist affective stuff. Like my my dad had a lot of narcissism. His mom had a lot of narcissism. So mm. like I, you know, will sometimes be like, oh, like I'm not good enough to hang out with them or oh. I'm too, or even. And by the way, I'll admit this openly. Like sometimes I'm like, well, I'm not going to spend time with them do you know what i mean like i don't yeah. i mean i could do all sorts oh, of weird label shit yeah it's all thing. the same yeah. fucking shit it is the second you think like oh i'm too good for that or i'm more important than that or i shouldn't do that because that's beneath me or whatever mm -hmm. you're also simultaneously thinking yeah. like oh i'm not good enough to do this or i'm not good enough to hang out with that person right. or that person's way cooler than i am like right. it's all part of the that's same so fucking true. shit so like that's why sometimes if you meet someone who's like Oh, I'm such a piece of shit. Like, oh, like my, I'm the worst. They're they're simultaneously thinking they're better than like a hundred other people. I think that's so fucking. <laughs> you know true. what I mean? Yes. Like it's all part of the same illness. Yes. As soon as oh, there yeah, is a good. better and a worse, like there's always a better and a worse. You're you're somewhere in that like shitty like hierarchical continuum. So like anyway, mm. I suffer from that. Like I'm always like trying to remind myself yeah. that you know what, like no one's special, and we're all fucking special. Right. And um and like no one's but I'm not better or worse than anyone. We're all equally important. Um. So which then explains why then out of all of that soup, where that that's all. That's all like that's all like value stuff that's very difficult to track or keep any that you would just go like, how about we just focus on trying to feel good? It, well, making yeah, sure other people because feel that good too. it feels like that is like kind of I know we were talked about some of this on my podcast, but like it does feel like that is sort of the only place we can find truth. And as soon as we are art art articulated, it becomes um, not as true. But like the, our truth is it lives in our bodies, mm -hmm. like our bodies. Mm -hmm feel truth and by true. the way that's one of the things that's fucked up about trauma is that like it stops us sometimes from feeling truth like yeah, i think it can also like hijack and make you think like you can it can hijack your somatic response and exactly and tell you things are true that aren't exactly yeah. exactly so that's what happens with trauma which is where it gets like really fucking fucked up because then it's like you you think you want to have a handle on the world but you can't totally because you can't trust your body right you can't trust your body to know what's really happening but if we can like either heal our trauma or like work with our trauma enough then our bodies really can give us a, a sense yeah. of what's real yeah i think that's true you know? i think that's i was just more thinking, than our brains can i think well you you're like also like even like your little the snack spread you provide <laughs> yeah. like you're somebody who understands like dining you know uh -huh, what I'm saying? Uh -huh. And like I've thought about 
sometimes like why do I think there's so much like profundity and just like breaking bread with people mm-hmm. and just like having really nice things that we get to eat together and hang out mm-hmm. and talk and like mm-hmm. you know my favorite thing in the world is like a tablescape covered in like a million cups and plates yeah. and things like that and it's kind of weird to think about that and and be like why do I think that's church like why do I think that that's there's some essential truth and just like, mm. let's go have lunch. Yeah. Uh, and I think it has to do with what you're talking about. It's like, like a sensory, sharing a sensory e- yeah. experience. That's just good. That's just yeah. like undeniable, that like whatever the fuck is going on, mm-hmm. uh, you and another person mm-hmm. who might not feel like you can create a weird little mini bubble for a mm-hmm. moment of mm-hmm. like that good feeling. Yeah. And by the way, getting back to what you were talking about on my mm-hmm. podcast yeah. was like, so that's like sort of the quote unquote, like positive, pleasurable side. Right. But also the 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 quote unquote negative or like more painful side of it is fighting. Like right. this, yeah. the you know, finding like a going to a jujitsu match or whatever, right. like sharing fear together. Yes, yes, sharing you know? fears. That's oh, so fucking good. That's like mm-hmm. a real. That's a truth. That's like fucking truth. And when you can be afraid with someone else and really sit in that fear yeah. or use that fear together, that's also like a real. That feels very real. That would attract you to acting. That would like got you into doing that. Yeah, yeah. I think like um, yeah. For sure. I mean, no. I know. I think like what initially, well. My grandma said this thing when she yeah. was, like, just before I just think about it all the time. Because yeah. she was like a single mom in the 60s, 70s and um, ended up like this. She was like very much on the front of like second wave feminism. Like the first, like she told me about like when she tried, she got this job. She was the first like uh, person who was like a administrator on in this phone company that she was working at that like when she got, went to get a bank loan. They were like, couldn't give it to her. They were like, you need a man to sign with you. Like mm, fucking insane wow. to buy a house yeah, when she's yeah. like, you know, making her own, you know, yeah. like that's the world she lived in. And that world was one where like all the the shoulder pads of the 80s and stuff were like that second wave thing of like strong, like a man is strong. Like you right. couldn't have emotions. Yeah. You couldn't do all those things. Yeah. And she told me she would just go to the movies alone because she could cry. And she would mm. just sit in the back and she'd cry. And because uh, it was the only place you could do it. Yeah. And I just thought of that when you were saying this thing about sharing fear together. God, you're such an empath. Like, but, yeah. just talking about your grandma. I know. I know. Well, it's weird. Well, the empath, do you have the empath thing? Yeah, totally. I, I think, yeah. I thought, let me float this at you and see what you think. Because I, I think about what empathy is a lot. Mm-hmm. And one thing I think that's difficult in trying to look at a more empathetic world or or something like that. Or even when you get in, I think this is why I agree with you. And I avoid like the debates. Why I think mm-hmm. the debates are fucking useless mm-hmm. about the the knowing and the knowledge and the arguing about. By the way, they are shit. very fun and they do move us forward. They're fun. Like you're a very, 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 very smart. I don't think I need to tell your listeners you. like you are extremely, extremely a whip smart. Um, and and it's wonderful to like hear your brain work about things and like go through things All like right. this. There's it, it. It really is a beautiful wonderful thing i just i think like that's all that it is i, I kind of and I, agree i'm not you. diminishing no, no, no. it i'm I really kind of agree with you i mean like it's fun to do that you're right but like th- this is where there's no somewhere... and it moves us forward there's value in it there's tremendous yeah, value in it, it does because some people are stuck in like they need the argument yeah, no, there's like a bazillion wonderful things about it but i guess when i'm saying it doesn't necessarily help us arrive at any right greater truth i think that's true and what i was gonna the empathy thing is like I really think, I think the way people are taught empathy is really sim- sympathy. Like people are, people are like mm-hmm. taught to uh, yeah. think about how they feel. Right. And would you like that? And yes. then, and to me, that's like not even true to what I feel. Yeah. Like 
real empathy to me isn't imagine real empathy is the faith that other people exist and that yeah. their experience exists and it is different from yours yeah or that just is like the true sense of not that like i need to put myself in their shoes like the true well, do you know what I mean? No, you know what I mean? Like the faith of me just going like, I don't even need to imagine what that's like. I just need to believe in my guts like that you, that what you're telling me about your experience is true and real. And yeah. that like there's a, and then the, the empath, mm. I guess, part of empathy becomes like when you can't help but like just feel. What well, I just feeling. think it's so interesting. In, you know? I just think it's so you know interesting what, I mean? what you just said though. Like I think I know what you mean, but also like something you just said stuck out at me because we, we hear this. I just realized like we hear this all the time like growing up and we even say this sometimes. I think I just said it to my fucking husband the other day. We think, we hear this phrase, think about how you would feel. Right. But like, what, what does that even mean? Feel about how you would feel. Like, feel how you would feel. That's true. Do you know what I mean? Like, what does that even mean? Think yeah. about how you would feel. It's such like a, a backwards yeah. way <laughs> of, like, of considering that. Right. Like, no, let's feel, let's feel into what we would feel. Right. Like, if we could be taught, if we were all taught to feel into our feelings right. instead of labeling them, thinking about them, moving past them, getting through them, mm -hmm. whatever the things that like people tell us to do with feelings are growing up, if we could be instead taught to like really feel into that, like really let's let's feel how we would feel. Let's talk about these feelings. Like the whole world would be so different. Mm -hmm. We're like we're like feeling avoiding machines. That is true. I mean, that's like what we and it's sad because Along with feelings of like, you know, and then also, I mean, I don't know. That's a generalization too, because then there are some people, I guess, that overindulge. I mean, they get, I don't know, they yeah. get confused. Uh, they get too, too, too caught up in feelings. And I guess yeah. also, you know, depending on where you are mentally, like maybe sometimes it feels like all it is is feelings. Well, this and, is that uh, yeah. you you were telling me that you listened to the the Jim Carrey yeah, thing, yeah. and that's what that thing is about. Was that yeah. was, that that was my response and and trying to gauge other people's responses. Which, by the way, I didn't even mention this the last time. Like, thank you to everybody on a bunch of people on Instagram responded. I got all these really yeah. And the broad feeling about like people's response to that mm -hmm. idea of like, oh, depression is a uh, uh, deep rest. Depression right. was that like people who have depression mm -hmm. were like, no, I don't think it's always Doesn't telling me the truth, so. dude. Yeah. You know, so I don't think so. I think sometimes when it's like, just fucking kill yourself, just fucking kill yourself. Yeah. I don't really know that that's like, oh, that's like yeah. a call for truth. Yeah. Um, But people who maybe didn't have like clinical depression were like kind of like, this is a beautiful I had some people be like, I, I have been not living my truth. And when I started living my well, truth. See, this is and this is like goes back to what we're talking about. It's like it's both. It's both. And it's that's exactly right. It's, it is it. both. It's both. Yeah, yes. It's both. And it is that's both. why like that's where like our, you know, that's where words kind of fail us. Or like yeah. it's like there's there's ex we experience things really, really deeply and fully. And we experience different things on different days in different ways. And mm -hmm. like it's like that is really the only truth that we can arrive at. And that's yeah. why like I where I go, like I believe in everything. It's just to kind of like bypass like I, to get through. Yeah, like I wanted to listen. Okay, I believe in everything. Now let's talk about how we feel. Okay. <laughs> What's bad is I've been doing this for a million fucking years. And whenever I get invested in the conversation, like I forget the next question. No, even yeah. I've done them a million goddamn times. What? Tell me. But you're going to keep us. Okay, we got to keep cranking. Whatever. Okay. I think there's like so much I unpacked there. But, yeah, eat the cashew. 
The third question is what's something cheesy you find By the way, inspiring? wait, can I wait, hold on. I yeah. have to say something else since we're unpacking that whole thing. I'm just going to say the question because we're kind of already doing it. It's what's something cheesy you find inspiring? Okay, well, okay? then I you sent me these questions like before I was getting in the shower like It doesn't whatever. matter. I just put them for a, I know I do vague. have one answer to that. Okay. I just I find finish the thing. Okay, wait, hold on. I have, here's what I have to say. Yeah. Let's talk about feelings, but also when people are suffering, let's fucking stand up for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can't say, like, let's just all talk about feelings all the fucking time. No, sometimes we have to take action. We have to, That's like, right. we have to stand up for people who are suffering. We have to try to do what we can to fucking end suffering. So I don't want to be like, you know, all we need to do is, like, sit around talking about feelings all day. That's not true. Like, we have to do everything that we can do to, like, fucking fight too mm -hmm. to like really like go, go out and and help people who are having a harder time than we are yeah okay i just had to say that but i mean it is i mean i don't know you are i don't know to me you're describing something that resonates a lot which is like uh i don't know existential thought everything is everything thought as like a true survival mechanism mm -hmm. like you need to day to day be able to go like this and that are also true my point is saying like you need to be able to have the days where like things are really fucked and your body's lying to you and all these things and go like, oh, that's not really real. Like I can mm -hmm. overcome this and I can believe right. in these other things. Right. And then also have the days where like, you know, when you are feeling good, go like, actually, this is real. Right. And feeling good is good. And we, we can make ourselves feel yeah. good and we can stretch this to other people. Like you need, I know, as a survival mechanism, yes. this ability to hold paradox. And it's to, craft. Well, that's it. What you just said is yeah. like the ability to hold paradox is craft like that is what we're cultivating mm. and by the way getting back to acting which we're not even really talking about on the show but i'll say the reason that i do my podcast the reason that i think acting is a spiritual endeavor is that it literally is a paradox when we are acting we're faking being real right we are we are authentically you know we're 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 faking i mean yeah. we're just we're faking yeah. something that's supposed yeah. to be real and right. so yeah that's like so we have to sit in the middle we have to become yeah. comfortable in that paradox I, we're I, manufacturing yeah. truth i think it's also it's funny i just thought this uh i've had this like the, it is a spiritual the faking being real thing is a thing that we do every goddamn day i was i've thought before like it's funny that we've created christmas this like day that like all of it, it just Christmas feels like Christmas. Yeah. Christmas morning, it doesn't matter yeah. who you are. Yeah. It's just like the way it, it's just like, goddamn, today feels like fucking Christmas. Right. And like, if we wanted to, it's like the John Lennon thing about like the war is over if you want. It's like, if we wanted to, all of humanity, we could just be like, it's Christmas every day. Like we could just, right. we could just totally. fake that and yep. do that. Yep. But we don't. And no. because Christmas is this one day, it's Christmas. Right. And it's weird to be like as actors. Same with our birthday. If every yeah, if everybody was a fucking actor, we could all just be like, we're gonna just gonna create the sense of Christmas tomorrow. By the way, we are all fucking actors. We could all yeah, do that. I, exactly. Like fall in love, the same thing. That's like what's tough about it sometimes. It's like when you are really in love with each other and it's new and it's thing, it's like, well, why can't we just make that every day? Why right. what if like 15 years online we just make that every day? Well, I'm interested in making shit every day. Like I'm interested in this idea that we can actually do that I, I, but that i think is yes i think speaks to the truth of what you're saying which is like if you do kind of focus on feelings and do kind of like craft is a great word for it even like if you're not talking about the craft of that like the craft of being a person yeah like being a person is a practice well the craft of sitting in paradox the, the craft of like sitting in discomfort yeah i mean that's like the yeah. craft of living yeah and then you can like kind of uh 
if you if you can do that, you can look at that, then I think people can start to co-create realities. I mean, this, I think, is what's happening with some of the political movement in this country for their left going like, no, no, we're not talking about a sort of more liberal version of capitalism. We're talking mm -hmm. about like a different paradigm that we believe is possible. Mm -hmm. When people, yeah. whatever people like um, tell you, well, well, it hasn't worked before or whatever, that kind of a thing, right? Like, and I, I always think to myself, like, I'm not saying I want to do something that didn't work before. You're telling me, though, that you think we've figured out the best version, that this is the only, this is the best version right. and all the other things have failed. And the rest of us are going, no. It's evidently not the best version. Yeah. So many people are suffering institutionally. Mm -hmm. uh, slave economy. It doesn't mm -hmm. operate without fucking slaves. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't. Mm -hmm. We've just outsourced them. Mm -hmm. It's like we believe there's a better version that hasn't been done yet. And that's the belief. And that is the thing that is like, and we are focusing on the feeling of something wrong and a possibility of a better one. And if we all just fucking believe that hard enough and mm -hmm. vote hard enough, like it will be that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is, uh, that's weird. That's like magical thinking. But but it's magical thinking until it's just thinking history. Well, but see, then the whole question is values, right? Like that's like what it becomes is that like people value different things, you know, like you. Were just, I don't think so. Well, yes, they think they might think they do politically. But I was thinking like, like how many paths. To, that's right. Yeah. How many how many fucking conservative people would be like, I'm not socialist, but like believe in the military. Mm -hmm. Like if you're in the military. Mm -hmm. You get housing, you get food, mm -hmm. you get fucking me Medicare. Like it's all there for you, given to mm -hmm. you by this body well, that see, you are giving your life I to. Go. So okay, so value, values to me, I guess are, and I'm, this is the first time I'm ever saying this, so I'm also making it up. But like the value, okay. So we have fundamental. Here's where conservatives and liberals, if you want to create that duality like which exists so it's not like you're just making but that. well i'm just saying no devoid of that i'm just saying humans value the well, same but this stuff. is so so actually what i would say instead is humans need the same stuff you're gonna fall what? it's gonna fall oh it's not okay it's just a weird um comment. my phone was gonna fall um humans need the same stuff i yeah. don't know that we value the same so so okay need, there's a fun we have fundamental sure. basic human needs Mm -hmm. um, that we all share across like all party lines. I believe this. Yes, I agree with you. Um, but what we value, we value maybe different things according to our beliefs of what we need yeah. to have and do in order to, to feel the, and to, to get the needs. Get the needs. I think it's a very good. That's astute. I agree with that. So, like to me, like that's where that's where why like we have we can't just say like oh let's all have it be Christmas every day. Or like if we believe like because or that's why we don't do that or have it be our birthdays or whatever, because like we have different um, values. Like right. some of us don't want it to be fucking Christmas every day. Some of us want it to be 420 every day or whatever. Right. Do you, you know mean. what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like um, but 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 we, we want those things to satisfy the same basic needs. Right. That we all share. Yeah. Okay. That's the, I guess that's the tough part is figuring out how to trick people into like, the system that works. Yeah. The values that gets everybody what they need. Yeah. That's what I always, I always thought about. Right. Like the, yeah. Um, well, that's part of it, right? That's exactly well, I, a perfect I, example I, yes. of values. Well, like, I mean, I would suggest too, like even like the idea of revolution, like some new, some new era where it's going to be good and everything's going to be fine. That's like part of this like lie of capitalism that we're fed. Yeah. It's like, I was talking to my friend about it, like going on some, you know, soviet sort of like you know communist uh fantasy about like executing these fucking pieces of shit who are like making the world bad once we turn it over and i'm like no the craziest thing about it 
that I don't know that they, I was like, I always wondered myself, like those, those, uh, sort of billionaire type lawmakers, like hawkish, like who believe in no tax kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I always think to myself, like, if there was like a revolution of socialists, let's just say, mm -hmm. and we're just like, how would they react? How long would it take for them to believe it, to believe this possibility of us going, of them being like, and now they're going to kill us. Oh no. And they go like, no, you just, you get one of your mansions and mm -hmm. you get free healthcare now. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. Enjoy your life. Paint, whatever. Yeah. We're just not doing the wars anymore. And we're going to let other people also have health care. That's yeah. it. And how long of just being fine would they be like, oh, oh OK. I, I thought there was works. like lack and everything was fucked up forever. I thought they'd kill me if I oh, oh OK. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, because how long maybe they don't value fineness. I don't think you know that. I, I think mean? that's where it is. That's it. Is that maybe they and they don't want to be fine. They want to be fucking powerful. That's fairly possible. It's really possible. But they I mean, want to be say in, like that. They want to be the leader. They don't want to just be fine with everyone else. But then I'm like, where's the. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I think. Well, OK. Maybe. I don't that's, know. I feel like I got to. I know. Like OK. OK. okay let's wait, just go jump ahead. The OK. Well, the, the, the cheesy, cheesy thing. Fine, because oh, that fuck. is God. That's a good okay, hole so to go there's down. There's like a really good quote that I think I have to go get in my office. We don't have time for that shit. Do I need to like summarize? You can, we, if you want, it's cheap. I mean, the word cheesy. I was thinking about this in the shower. Like that was the one question where I was like, "Fuck, this is a hard one." That cheesy thing. Like, I, no, it's not. Hanami just like gestures me. Like, should I look it up? The quote. No, I, I can't. I like to force people into like accepting that it's cheesy. Okay, the quote is like, um, oh man, I just like it. it Basically, this woman, my ex, I was engaged before, and his family was friends with this family named the Christiansons, and the mother Christiansen was this, like, cool-ass, like, woman who had had, like, all this corporate success, but, like, also it turned out had had, like, you know, really humble beginnings, and she, she once, she said this thing to me that it was, like, her mantra, and she wrote it out for me on this fucking card, I have to go get it. Can I just go Fine, get, get it? it? I'll take care. two seconds. Can you mind. just, we'll cut. Can we cut this for him? Just for two seconds. Hold on. I have to pee really bad again anyway. So I know we got to go, but we'll just wrap it up. Have to run out at 3:15. No, uh, three. But I do have to run out at three. Like at 3:30, I will have to literally run out. Okay. But so ideally, like gotta go we have 15 minutes we're gonna do it yeah oh sorry 
Okay. Okay. All right. Go okay. for it. Cheesy okay, so the Okay. So this quote is, abundance is all around me. The world is full of good things for me. I release myself from the occupation with things I cannot control. I am free of past limitations. It's really good. It's good, right? Was that like... Is this qualified as cheesy? It feels a little cheesy, but also like no, something good. totally inspiring and nice. I know. Is that like that's uh that was like a mantra kind of thing that she yeah, had? So was, yeah. So she like would say this to herself anytime she would feel upset. She was like repeat it over and over to herself. And I was like, wow, could you write that down for me? And she did. And this is like her business card. And you kept that? Carol Christensen, chief operating officer. Oh my God. Western Association of Food Chains. That's amazing. That's like uh that's a real like artifact. It is, right? And then I wrote over it because the pen faded. So then like I like tried to kind of like trace over her writing. Yeah, that's that's cheesy, but that's also magical. Yeah, that's it's like kind literally of a, like a magical artifact. Well, it's taped in it's my imbued. office. Yeah, it's, it is. All right, fine. What's something dark about you? Dark? I guess we said some of it already, but. um, so, Something dark. Um, Like, can you be a little more specific? Like I mean, some like a dark thought or like something. I don't know. Like, I think a lot of us don't like to like I one that I always like fall back on. I would say to people was yeah. just acknowledging that I really enjoy violence. Mm. That I was like it's a part of me to uh, like that's the thing when you said the thing about the power thing. I could go down that hole and being mm. like interesting because I do think it's true that some people like that. There's parts of us that crave domination. Uh, and mm -hmm. experiencing mm -hmm. what that is, I just think we need to take that and like realize that it's not okay anymore because it doesn't result in us like eating or not eating. Yeah, and I mean, a, take I a place think, to put it. You totally, know what I mean? Totally. Like, I think like I definitely have that. Like, I remember like walking down. I remember I was with my ex boyfriend. This is like fucking before I moved to New York. I mean, LA. This is like I was still living in New York. This is probably like 2005. Just being like, I just want power. I want power yeah. do you know yep um and but like to me now after like a bazillion years of therapy like that feeling like you know there's something about it that is like what we're talking about where it satisfies some fundamental human need right so what is the need that needs power well it could be a million different things mm -hmm. for me like in my imagination if i have power then i'm connected I'll connect to people. Oh, that's okay. in my imagination. Oh, wow. That's yeah. one of the things: security, stability. These are fundamental human needs. If I have power, then I will have like sustained stability and uh, security, or whatever. But do you feel like you've attained some power, and then it's easier to say, "Oh, I don't actually no, need power." No, no, no. I mean, like I, you know, I think like, and then it goes to then the other side of that conversation there are so many sides is is this narcissism thing that we were already talking mm -hmm. about you know like i mean to me that's the darkest side of me the darkest side of me is like um i want to be you know better than i am or like i see some the darkest side of me is the side of me that says so and so is better than me because a thousand percent then i'm like so and so's not as good Right. Although we don't really see the not as good person. It's like then I I all no, like what not. my tendency is to just become mute to the person that I'm secretly thinking is not as good because I, I don't even see that because all I want is to be better. No, but that's exactly I think that's the yeah. point of narcissism. You don't see the people that you don't care about. Right. This is the dark. I The people say, you care about are the ones that make you feel like you're not as good. Yes. This is the yeah, darkest. Is dark. This is the darkest shit to me. So if there's a way to do it briefly, yeah. like what do you, how do you navigate the difference between like focusing on your feelings and uh, feeling good and making sure you're not creating more suffering or mm -hmm. trying to create less suffering in the world. I'll say it, not a 
negative way. Yeah. And how do you navigate between that and slipping into like a narcissism thing about just an obsession with self and like who I am and what makes me well you know see I sort of re-understood what narcissism actually means like yes narcissism is like like the obsession with self thing is the thing that we all think of as narcissism but mm. to me actually narcissism is a mindset like what we were talking about earlier narcissism is is, is a frame of mind um it's a lens of through which we see the world in terms of better or worse or success or failure or mm -hmm. good or bad. Like that is actually to mm -hmm. me, that's what I understand narcissism to be. And you know, I, we, we suffer from it. We I suffer also from think it. integral to it was something you just said about like, I never thought this till right now, but it's like other people being invisible or you don't see them or feel them. Yeah. All. That's the thing. Like, I'm not like, like I don't look at Instagram and go like, Oh, that person's better for, than me. Oh, that person's worse than me. <laughs> like, right. I don't think, right. I just don't see the worst then. Exactly. So then what my imagination is, is that everyone wow. that I see is just better than me. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a present. Yeah. No, I think that's really, that's so true though. But I think, cause I think, I mean, I feel like I've said there's, I was fucking nurse. But that doesn't make me noble. I mean, here's the no, thing. A lot of people who walk around saying like, Oh, everyone's better than me think maybe that they're cool because like because right. like they're but they're positioning themselves at the lowest point of the totem pole but that's fucking exactly. bullshit you are always in the middle of whatever totem pole you're on because if you're seeing Damn. people who are the best you you're, there are also people who are that much worse right i honestly could go on that's a really fucking good one actually <laughs> that's like a new thought i haven't had it's just useful anyway uh okay what's the last gorgeous thing you saw Oh my god, my my baby. Your baby is very cute. She's very the, gorgeous. I mean, she just is like, I mean, I can't. Nine months. Yeah, and then also like now I'm an aunt. I had a I have a niece that was born like four days ago. Wow. I mean, I see gorgeousness. I have to say, like, of of all my fucked upness, because like there's a lot of it, like the things that are I, like gorge seeing gorgeousness is yeah. like I'm very good at like I fucking see it everywhere all the fucking time like people move me mm -hmm. like tremendously yeah you can listen to the other podcast we just did for some stories yeah about we talked that. about yeah some of that listen yeah. to cats other podcast <laughs> all right last one um is my don't kill yourself list it's a thing I started in a really dark time in my life oh, yeah, and they're just like uh, sort of glib sometimes but usually just accessible tactile things that i consider to be objective reasons to stay alive yeah. and a subjective reality yeah i have some okay are you ready yes um so these things that we bought i'll like i wish i could remember the brand name but they're these like shade like so my daughter in her car seat was getting like hit by the sun through the windows mm -hmm. so like i tasked my baby daddy with getting like shades for the window mm -hmm. and he ordered a few different kinds this one kind came it was like ten dollars there were four fucking shades they fold up into their own little sack and they require no adhesive so you just stick them on the window and then you take them right off what are they like they like in they like stick it's like yeah it's almost like the back is covered in like a thick like saran wrap kind of yeah. thing oh god i have to it's like i think it's a nova Okay. Maybe something Whatever. like that. Sticky, Do you want me to look it up? No. Okay. But so, but these stick it. So, so you, anyway, so these shades that you can stick anywhere, they block the sun. So now also like, you know, there's a lot of sun on her face when she's like eating at 5 p.m. Whatever yeah. through our windows. So we put the shades up on the window. Then we just take them right down. This they is a really good one. This is one of the best answers. I think okay. That's one of them. The second one. it's like one, not like, oh, at all. It's just the like, second yeah. One, fucking somebody invented that so people don't get Yes. And, and it's amazing though, too, that you don't, it's so yeah. like easy and fucking yeah. so Things that work so well, like yeah. do exactly what they're meant to do and they're so easy and also cheap. Yeah. That's my shit. Okay, so magic eracers, from? Oakland. 
California. Northern I don't know. California. There's just something about that. I'm like, what is that shared value about like just things that work? I was like, my mom's very German. And all, oh, is your my mom family, like We're that Midwestern, too? like Protestant. I don't know. But there's something about like that kind of a thing. Yeah, like uh, a well-made thing that, that works. That's not that expensive. Well, that's simple. easy. Yes. And there's like some great virtue in that. So you know? the next thing is magic erasers. Do you know what these are? Those are like the things that take out of car stuff or no. just regular stuff? If like you have, yeah, anything. No, specifically white walls. If you uh -huh, have a white uh -huh. wall, or by the way, maybe an off-white wall, like any kind of color, color wall. I mean, I haven't tried it yet on black walls. Yeah. But it's like this like spongy thing. Mr. Clean mm -hmm. makes them. <laughs> and you get Dude, it in a little water. Amazing. And you fucking rub it on your wall yeah. and everything comes off. Like it erases yeah. marks on your wall. This is like the happiest and most astonished I've seen you <laughs> in the whole interview. The last the last interview we're talking about, like, you're like, I saw this guy in his car and he was just, <laughs> he was just singing his lungs out. I was so happy and I just was weeping. Frankly, yeah. I'm getting more energy out of the magic eraser. <laughs> I mean, this, but I'm telling you these things like, okay, so do, no, this mean, is miraculous. Definitely. Like whole body lighting up about Yeah, no, I can't eraser. say that like the last time I've been like, I want to fucking kill myself, which I do. I have that sometimes. <laughs> like, just so everybody knows, okay, I'm cool. I I'm sometimes cool, I'm do. I'm no, I, I do though. I do. I mean, for me, it's usually, you know, like, no, I'm not clinically depressed. I, I have not been clinically depressed, but I, that I have such intense rage sometimes sure. that that first I imagine you don't have to temper this I think it's fine to be happy no no, no but I'm just, what I was gonna say is that like it's not like when I'm like I just wanna fucking kill myself that I'm like oh yay I have a magic eraser <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that that like fucking that's the like salve to like all my shit but like it, it is a thing to live for for it sure <laughs> alright do you have anything else that's pretty good that's pretty also, good also I really like my printer I think it's Really? Oh, is it a laser printer? <laughs> it is, but it is. It's a laser printer. Not this that expensive. Second, that's real. I've had it for probably 20 years. No, 15. No, the 15? laser printer is a big, it's a big game changer. Game you don't, change. you, the toners don't run out as much, right? It's just like, yeah, fast. although it's the toner is more expensive. But then also I the just ordered one, on right? Amazon. It's like half as much. <laughs> I found like a toner that uh, like fits into my printer for yes. like not $80. It's only like $30. There's got to be a German word for that. Like the joy of things. That yeah. Is like, or like a Japanese. Doesn't that seem like. Should we call your mom? Who we should. should. Find out I, but you know what I mean? Because yeah. this is very these are the best yeah this is maybe my favorite answers i've got for these <laughs> i got like a fucking window shade for the car that doesn't burn the baby yeah a thing that takes marks off the walls and a fucking laser printer like i'm super into yeah this. yeah i also by the way this is the last thing and this is silly this, but i, mean, I had a microphone condo. yeah it's very like does it bring joy like yeah and the yeah. thing that maybe cumulatively of the domestic items that have brought me the most anti-joy yeah probably is printers Oh yeah, because like they're always like it. breaking. They never fucking work. They don't work. fucking work. Never. There's something wrong. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. toners out always. Yeah, you're like, can I print it in color and yeah. use the blue ink? Yeah, Will that all work? of it. All yeah. of it. Sorry, but this printer is a really. It's a brother, guys. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right, I was What's your last? Song? Oh my last. Oh, I was the my. I have a microwave that I literally carried <sighs> with me from New York. It, I've had this microwave since like what I don't two two thousand three or something mm -hmm. and like i'm not using it right now because we bought a house that has a microwave like already built in it's a fucking piece of shit the microwave that's built in is probably like <laughs> so expensive it's so beautiful it's so yeah. futuristic it like goes and it like oh, comes yeah, yeah. out of the wall or whatever this microwave i still have it because it was so good i can't get rid of it like Incredible. i'm like some point someone is gonna need this microwave yeah. it's the best microwave i've ever had did you ever uh did you ever see the movie the brave little toaster it sparks joy dude it sparks the joy fucking microwave sparks joy Literally. I love like they did the microwaves and it makes the molecules yeah. all, like surf around in the yeah. waves. Like, have you seen the Brave Little Toaster? 
It was no, like this, no, I have a, a Breville uh, water thing, but yeah. No, no. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> no, it's not an Did actual product. Brave? The Brave Little Toaster. Oh, not a Breville. Like, a Breville. Breville. No. I was just thinking, this is so fucking funny. Because on the one hand, you could be like, oh, Brittle Toaster is like some weird, like, capitalist commercial nonsense about, like, think that your things are alive and love them, you know, whatever. But um, on the other hand, these things, sometimes these things, this sweet little toaster, this vacuum that, like, people discard or whatever, but are just made so well. They they sustained you. They give you, they nourish you. (laughs) The fucking hot pocket pops out of there and it's so good thousand percent wow beautiful thank you i feel like there's a whole ethos we could build around like the joy of little things like of the joy of domestic appliances yeah like it's almost like it like needs like a website like maybe it's like what is the question again don't kill what don't kill yourself yourself don't kill yourself like you should do like a don't kill yourself.com that's not a bad idea don't kill yourself list.com and that's like partially what's like on the the website is just like like appliances gadgets under fucking a hundred dollars under twenty dollars i mean one magic eraser that's like less than ten dollars that's like probably a dollar and yeah like really when you erase that shit off the wall that you couldn't get with like windex or whatever you're like oh my god yeah (laughs) god is real miracles do exist exactly it's magic it has it in the title (laughs) it's in the fucking title Dude, I can't believe we've just been on this journey. How long? We've been recording yeah, we're done. for like two and a half hours. Yeah, this is fun. Oh, shit. I think I longer, dude. I mean, I think it's maybe three, probably. Yep. All right. Well, let's let everybody go home. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you for doing thank this. You, uh, thank well, you. I'm going to put, well, I'll put an outro. Do you want to say people can find things anywhere? Uh, I, well, they can find, uh, you know, Acting Real. Acting Real with Cat Foster. Acting Real with Cat Foster on uh, iTunes and Stitchers. Which and, is and about Google. acting, but about how acting like applies to your spiritual life. Yeah. Like how you, how people. And mental, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how actors use the stuff they know about acting in their real everyday lives. That's what we're talking yes. about. Yes, very good. Very yeah. love it. Yeah. All right, that's it. Thanks, man. All right, thanks a lot. Bye. Thank you for listening to My Good Bad Brain. Um, if you like the podcast, again, check us out at patreon.com slash mygoodbadbrain. And um, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Leave reviews. I don't know. Take care of yourself. You know what I mean? Self-care. Hydrate. Be well. See you later. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.